Thank you for listening. This is Getting to Know You, a podcast introducing Jewish Federation of the Desert CEO, Alan Potash, to leaders, influencers, and people of interest in the Coachella Valley. I'm Jeff Hawker, and I'm joined here with my co-host, Alan Potash. Jeff, it's great seeing you after you had a very, very busy week last week. I just have to compliment you. The Food and Wine Festival was amazing. I was very impressed. I had a great time. And it was just mind-blowing how beautiful an event it was and how great the people were. Maybe because they were drinking a little bit. I think so, (laughs) yes. There's a lot of fine wine. (laughs) So who have you brought with us today? I have brought a longtime friend and business associate, Steve Baker. He is currently the president of Coachella Valley Classical Voices and several other performing arts organizations that we're going to talk about today. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Steve, great to have you here at the Federation building. Uh, I rarely ask this question, but do you know anything about the Jewish Federation of the Desert? I don't. Good. So maybe we'll talk about that at the end of the podcast. But really, this is about you, to learn about you, so I can learn how to engage you in some of the stuff that we do at the Federation. So first of all, why are you here? How did you get here? Not the building, but to the desert. I got here from the desert with the idea that we were going to retire here. Uh, That didn't work out too well. Um, I retired early, went back to work after I got down here. My husband then retired and moved down here with me, and um, he's now full-time working with two arts organizations. So it is a retirement community. Uh, I also, you know, moved here to retire, although uh, my wife doesn't like me to say that, <laughs> And but I did find a job. So you're, I'm probably in good company knowing that people come here to the desert and find a second career or continue their career. So what was it that you did before and what are you doing now that kept, has kept you engaged in the community? Uh, before I moved here, I was uh, 29 years at Hewlett Packard in IT and in marketing and have the chance to travel the world and meet incredible people and be in the middle of all the hustle and bustle of Silicon Valley in its early days. And um, what brought us here to the desert was we had uh, decided that this would eventually be the place that we wanted to retire to and had come down a lot. And when we had the opportunity for me to retire early, I took it. That lasted about three years. I went back to work in the insurance industry and um, then retired from that after 10 years. So we've been here about 18 years now. So your passion, though, is really in the music world. How did you make that transition from high-tech insurance to music? Well, my husband is a professional opera singer and had run multiple opera companies and had started his career with uh, Opera San Jose. And he connected me with that world. And I got uh, asked to become a board member of Opera San Jose, uh, which is a unique program in the United States for another, another podcast. And then I also got involved with the San Jose Chamber Orchestra. So it was really my husband that brought me into the music world because I had been a casual observer and enjoyer of music and he really got me heavily involved from the nonprofit side. So do you, would you say you've used your business acumen to strengthen and grow the the nonprofit music stuff that you do? Absolutely. The things that I learned at Hewlett Packard on how to manage an organization are essential to any nonprofit. 
uh, the focus on the mission, staying true to that mission, focusing on the financing, focusing on delegation is all, it's good for business and it's exceptional for nonprofits. I don't, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, Steve and I hit it off right away because of our ability to focus on finance, doing line item budgets, making sure that things are allocated the correct way and, and billing, you know, accounts payable and accounts receivable, staying on top of it all the time is crucial to performing arts organizations because a lot of them don't and they falter. I think one of the things I was going to say is you're absolutely right. Uh, finance is rarely one of the skills that people in the nonprofit world have. Being a person in the nonprofit world for over 30 years, people are surprised by how clued and tidy I am into the budget and why the budget is so important. So the budget is as important as the mission statement. Exactly. And, and, and it is the mission statement in a sense. And I learned at Hewlett Packard that you don't get to achieve the mission statement if you don't pay attention to the finances and the money. Right. And um, Hewlett Packard, to synthesize one key learning, was you don't spend money you don't have, and you don't try not to borrow money so that you can do something, and that's served me well on the boards that I've been involved in. I agree with that. One of the challenges with the nonprofit world is we have this phrase in there that says nonprofit, so we don't we don't ever think we have any money to spend anyway. <laughs> but the the flip side from the business to the nonprofit is about people, and part of the mission is the people and. In the, in the for business, it's people, but it's also the product. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and in the organization, in the, in the arts world, you're dealing with um, cre very creative people, and they come up with lots of great ideas, and then you have to match that with the sensibility of, can we afford to do that? And is that the right one of the 10 great ideas to do? Yeah, and then it's, you know, all those great ideas have to be focused into what we can do successfully. Yeah. What is the implementation? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, we've talked a lot about ex that. Ex execution. Execution, yeah. yeah. We, uh, we yeah. get a lot of great ideas. I'm part of the Gay Men's Chorus as well, and we get a lot of great ideas, all of which would be great to be able to do. But you and I look at each other in meetings and say, uh, that one may not be easy to yeah. do, or that one may be easy to do. So... You've got to you've got to balance that. So why don't you talk a little bit about the different music organizations you're involved with? Uh, give us as many details as you can, and talk about the growth of those organizations. Sure. I'll talk first about the newest group I'm involved in. My I'm board president of Coachella Valley Classical Voices. It's a brand new group. Um, just started about a year ago. We just formulated our board uh, two weeks ago. And uh, we are becoming, we're on the steps to become a nonprofit, which is a big learning experience for me from an administrative side. And this group is to show the Valley and bring to the Valley um, exceptionally trained, highly trained singers in the opera world and in Broadway. And our goal is to continue to provide free concerts at various venues throughout the Valley and do it with people here locally. And we now have uh, approximately a little bit less than 20 soloists, again, highly trained folks, and another 20 or so singers uh, that are in our chorus, so to speak. 
And uh, we've got an upcoming concert January 28th at Hope Lutheran Church. And um, you'll see a, a wide selection of opera favorites and then some unusual things from Broadway that people don't normally see or hear, actually. And so that's one group I'm involved in. Um, an older group that's about 20, we're in our 21st season, is the Desert Winds Freedom Band. We are a little over 100 members. These are all volunteers in the community. Um, they literally have a concert tomorrow night and Sunday at uh, Temple Isaiah in the Jewish Community Center there. And uh, this is a group of people who I've been listening to and watching and recently got on the board that has come leaps and bounds um, uh, from in terms of music quality, in terms of exceptional musicians. There's a jazz band associated with the group. There's a pep band. Um, and uh, just I'm really proud and honored to be part of their board. Well, that sounds pretty interesting. A pep band, can you talk about an adult pep band? I know pep bands for like high school in college uh, sports games. What is a pep band doing in a, an adult community? <laughs> adult community. Well, um, the band does outreach. So um, the pep band might go out and do a small, where you need a smaller number of people at a venue. Let's say the uh, recent um, what's DAP Equity Walk, used to be the A's Walk, and they were there in the middle of the walk performing. Um, step it up a little bit and there's a marching band component and that's uh, same thing why would we have a marching band in a area of retired uh, retired uh, musicians and uh, that they just marched in the gay in the gay pride uh, parade. Yeah, there's a lot of parades here yeah. so, uh, <laughs> uniforms and all no okay. I, I think I think shirts uh, everybody had the yeah. same shirt so they so they have a uniform look, but no, no hats and no plumes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I never graduated to the marching band because I couldn't keep uh, time very well. But <laughs> I, I did observe the marching band when my kids were in, in band. They both play uh, brass instruments. And it's, uh, you know, it's not an easy thing to be in a marching band. No. Uh, get a walk and play music at the same time. Yeah. Exactly. Step in time, step in time. Exactly. One of the parades that I went to this last year that everybody should go to is the Tournament of Roses Parade in, in Pasadena. Pasadena. It so much better than actually watching Washington. it on TV because we were right on the sidewalk and they've got bands from all over the world. Japan, China, Australia it was just phenomenal. The only marching or parade that I've been to like that would be the Macy's Day Thanksgiving Parade in New York and you do you see the same kind of things you just sit in your spot and they just keep all walking by and we have three I believe three directors of high school bands who are going to be performing in the Macy's Day Parade in a band comprised of high school marching band directors oh how cool is that yeah, yeah pretty phenomenal pretty so you phenomenal. you moved here from San Jose yep and you've been here for 20 some years? Yep. What have, what have been the changes in the nonprofit and the music world that you've seen over those 20 years? Well, I've seen with the three groups I've been involved in, what I've seen, and especially interestingly enough, post COVID, an increase in the desire for people 
to become part of the Palm Springs Gay Men's Chorus, for example, has seen growth. The Desert Winds Freedom Band has seen growth. And then with the new group I'm involved in, we were just sh surprised that there were so many people that came from all walks of life who are highly, highly trained that just have not had the opportunity to perform um, in a small group before. So what I've seen post-COVID here um, and since I've gotten here is just a, a increased support and growth in the, in the three groups that I've been involved in. Is there consistency with those groups knowing that the greater Palm Springs area is a seasonal environment? So are you able to have your, your ensembles together all year long or are they segmented based on the calendar? All three groups, the Desert Winds takes a little bit of break in the summertime. Uh, the Gay Men's Chorus takes a short break in the summertime. But ironically, the new group, Coachella Valley Classical Voices, uh, performed the end of July this year. In, uh, yeah, the last, I think the 29th of July, if I'm remembering my dates correctly, at St. Margaret's oh, down true. in Palm Desert. So not outside. And we, no. Yeah, and we, <laughs> and, and we filled the place, but they were, the pastor there was shocked that in the middle of, you know, in the middle of summer where everybody's not supposed to be here or doesn't want to go outside, we've got, we've got um, hundreds of people coming to hear great music. Can you walk me through the types of music that you're performing? Personally, um, I don't perform in the desert winds. So I used to play trumpet, but I wouldn't be able to do that now. So I'm just an audience member and board member for the desert winds. With the Gay Men's Chorus, uh, we've got an upcoming show called Ring, Sing, Swing in December at the Annenberg Theater, uh, which is a sort of a jazzy Christmas. We have a guest artist who's local. Uh, her name is Hope Diamond, and she is um, a phenomenal jazz singer, and she's going to bring a little bit of jazz that we normally would not do to our concert. Um, we're going to do some, we're doing four languages. We're doing... Well, it's actually more than that because we also have sign language. That's right. So it's like five different languages, uh, Hebrew, uh, Spanish, uh, uh, Latin, Latin. 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 We're doing, yeah, we're doing, we're doing Ave, um, Ave we're doing Maria. Ave Maria. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what's the date of that again? That is the fourteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth, and seventeenth of December. So I'll put that on my calendar again. We went last year. We loved it. It was yeah. great. The challenges of running nonprofits really revolve around who your volunteers are and where your money is coming from. Do you write grants for a lot of the operations that you, excuse me, responsible for? Um, we do, and there uh, it depends on which organization you're talking to. Coachella Valley Classical Voices is just getting started, and we're not a 501c3, so we will get there. Um, we've been surviving on the generous just donations from from our friends and family and um, and keeping our expenses really low. Um, the Desert Winds has uh, one of the programs that Desert Winds have that's funded by by a uh, foundation giving is a uh, school scholarship program for the high schools here for high school students who are going to continue into their college career in music. And over the years, there's been about $39,000 worth of scholarships oh, that's, given. That's amazing. Um, that's 
and they recently received a grant from the city uh, of Palm Springs to help encourage more of those to come from Palm Springs High School and from Desert Hot Springs High School, I think, that are both part of the same uh, same school district. Um, and then the Palm Springs Gay Men's Chorus was fortunate to receive a city grant as well this year. Um, it's It turns out that a majority of most nonprofits groups funding comes from individual giving and you can't ignore the grants, but those are sort of tough. You got to get in the cycle to try to get those and then then the ball starts rolling. Um, but you you can't lose focus of the individual giving. No, I, I agree with you on that, that most of the nonprofit dollars that we have, I would say 100% of them are through donors and not through grants. And part of, part of the challenge is that most grants today still don't want to do operations. They just want to fund a program uh, or a service. Specific, yeah, a specific program. My, my husband was on the um, uh, National Endowment of the Arts NEA funding board one time, or uh, a grant review, and that was one thing that was frustrating to him is it was always, well, we're going to do this great, grand, and glorious new thing uh, we want money for, but most organizations need that grand and glorious money for their operating, right, right. <laughs> and so yeah. it's tough. It's always yeah. it's always been a challenge in the grant writing world. So over the twenty years, you've grown your interest in the arts. Have you seen the community also grow alongside you, or is it stagnant, um, or is it because there are more people? How has the growth been experienced? I think it's been pretty steady. I mean, COVID gave everybody a shock, but. Um, returning from COVID, going through the organizations, Palm Springs Game and Chorus has sold out all of our concerts since COVID. Um, we, in fact, this year we added a fourth performance for our holiday and spring shows. Um, we added a cabaret this last year that was completely packed. We couldn't fit one more person in the room. Um, Desert Winds, the same thing is happening. We're seeing increased ticket sales and increased membership, which go hand in right, hand right. you know right. you bring bring more people in to perform and you get more people coming to your performances i think covid created a pent-up demand that nobody was expecting they thought it would sort of be gradual but as soon as everybody was able to go back out again everybody was like okay i'm going to buy tickets to everything right and right. so most of the organizations that we both work with have seen dramatic growth within the last couple of years that's great one of the final questions I like to ask our people coming for the podcast, what are the things that you like about the area and what are the things you would like to see get better or change about the area? Good question. Let me give a couple a couple of top-of-the-head thoughts. Um, ironically, I like the weather. <laughs> um, I, do, I do too. That's why I'm here. And um, my husband as well just loves it. The first thing he would do when he'd get he worked most of his career in Montana and Idaho, and uh, he would come back home and the first thing, regardless of the weather, he would come home and put his shorts on. Um, and so he's a real fan of the hot weather. Um, I, what I've enjoyed and this is this is in conjunction with the arts groups is that sense of community that you get is easier to do here than I think in a place like San Jose um, where it's now just all high tech fast paced 
and you don't get to really meet people. Whereas if you're in an arts organization, like Jeff and I are, um, you get you, you develop a separate family. So I feel like I've got like a couple of families now. I'm getting to know all the singers from the Coachella Valley Classical Voices, the men in the Gay Men's Chorus, and the members of the Desert Winds Freedom Band. You expand your your um, connections in a very healthy environment. So that's great. Jeff, anything else? Um, well, I was going to say, you know, you must be really proud to be involved with Hewlett Packard at a time when they were establishing themselves as the industry standard. And today they still are unwaveringly. I mean, I've had a Hewlett Packard printer that has not quit. <laughs> yeah, that my, thing my just same, runs forever. For what, really? so, you don't have to buy ink like every 20 minutes. <laughs> well, well, that I have to that do. That was all planned. Yes. <laughs> Um, I, I have to stand up for <clears throat> Dell. I was, I'm a Dell person, but yeah. Um, so, well, I'm mean, yeah. Dell computers. I mean, when I worked in the high tech industry, you know, Dell was pretty much the standard for business. Yeah. Um, so, it, it must give you great joy to see what you've accomplished, and then your next chapter of life going into the performing arts world, where you have been able to really make your mark. Thank you. You know, make a difference in some of these organizations. Um, you know, he and I have worked together for quite a long time, and and we just knew right off the bat that working together was going to be very symbiotic because we knew a lot of people in this valley, one of the things that I struggle with in my business is so often it's hard to find good workers yeah. and people that understand how all of the pieces come together. Um, people tend to be so minutia oriented and focused on one thing and having somebody like you involved with these organizations to kind of oversee everything really makes a big difference. Thanks. Thank you very much. Well, so, thank you for joining yeah, us today, thank Steve. You. Any, any plugs, any email addresses or any yes, websites you want websites to share? You... Let's see. We've <laughs> desertwindsfb.org for Desert Winds. Uh, psgmc.com for the Palm Springs Gay Men's Chorus and Coachella Valley Classical Voices.com. And any one of those you can um, connect with, find out about their upcoming performances. And in fact, with both Desert Winds and um, the Palm Springs Gay Men's Chorus, you can buy tickets to our concerts. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. This has been Getting to Know You. Thank you, Steve, for coming on the show today. And thank you to all of you for listening. This podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts and other podcast forums. Jeff, thank you very much for bringing us a wonderful show again today. You're good at that, bringing us great people. Thank you. I like that. <laughs>